first of all, before we kick anything off, we're all brothers here. Let's go on ahead and give the shout out of the millennium. Shout out to Popeye's Chicken for that freaking chicken you know sandwich that blessed us with. You know what? Everybody, no, no, no. Everybody it's always. like a Mississippi coon. Start out with some fried chicken. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Southbreeze706, SB Report706, Archie Leash on Twitter, whatever you want to call me. This committee podcast. We have uh, most of the usual suspects. Nigga, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause. First of all, before we kick anything off, we're all brothers here. Let's go on ahead and give the shout out of the millennium. Shout out to Popeye's Chicken for that freaking chicken you know sandwich. <laughs> Bless us with. You know what? No, no, no. Everybody it's always. It's like a Mississippi coon. Start out with some fried chicken. Louisiana, but. Man, that sandwich is so good. I've had it three days in a row. It's the best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my entire life. I'll continue on with the introduction. So, you know what? That's what's wrong with the black community. As soon as somebody put out some chicken, <laughs> get to shucking and jiving and shucking, stop shooting and buck, buck dancing, buck dancing for the chickens. You got to do what you got to do. You know what? I, I hope that uh, 45 comes out and supports the Popeye's chicken so I can see y'all Negroes sweat. I want to see you sweat. I want to see you make some decisions with your morality about this chicken sandwich. He's all about McDonald's. He ain't, he ain't messing with Popeye's. I mean, he's a fast food connoisseur, and Popeye's is fast food. But yeah, it's this is really podcast. No, oh, okay. It, yeah, because they never had no chicken ready. Never had no spicy popping. But this is committee podcast. Uh, this is going to be the second week we don't shut out El Chapa and Courtney is still banned. What's good, y'all? What up? Made it. Made it back from Vegas in one piece. Uh, this is, uh, I don't know what my name is. I'm kind of off of Twitter, but I'm going to go ahead and shout out El Chapa. Uh, thank you for the Hawaiian silky smooth self that you are, uh, with the Man, 45. Get the fuck out of here with that shit, though. Hawaiian. Inch weed, Hawaiian. 22 right. inch weed, big booties, all that. You know, Bruh, come on, dog. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, dog. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Shout out to El Slapper. There we go. <laughs> So my, my shout outs, shout out to, um, shout out to C- Cedric Mill, good at math and Miss Bliss and Jack on Mac, the, my Twitter fit gang. Uh, they got this, uh, hashtag fine by fall. Uh, they're trying to get in a hundred workouts before I think November. So, uh, I definitely been posting some of my workouts on there just to support the gang. You know, sometimes it's good to have people motivate and you do things. So shout what, out to them. But, what, what, what is this? A hundred, hundred workouts before when? I think like November or something like that. It might be too late for me. So to like start they're, uh, I mean, I'm hitting I'm two like, a day. Making like sixty. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I just do what I can until November just to support it. So like, just yeah, just tie it in and I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I can do it. I'm starting right. tomorrow because because Vegas fucked me up. <laughs> well, well, clearly, uh, days in Vegas happens in Vegas. Days in Vegas. Clearly, I'm Mr. Mr. Savage is not on that plan. He's double fisting uh, Popeye's burgers or whatever them shits are. But anywho, so how was Vegas, by the way? I'm curious. I've never been there before. Vegas is actually, it's it's pretty cool. Um, have you ever been on a cruise ship? Because that's kind of what Vegas is like. Like it's a lot of, it's kind of like a lot of, you know, like overweight white people with flip flops walking around smoking, going to casinos, gambling. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good food around there. Like leaving the casinos, like it going off of the boat, 
and like walking around through the city. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, you get a good little workout walking the strip. I walked like, I think the second to last day I was there, I walked four and a half miles just to kind of take in the scenery. Um, a lot of good authentic right. food. Yeah. A lot of good authentic food. Like, uh, I had, uh, authentic like ramen and what we went to like a faux, faux restaurant. Um, some old school steakhouses um, and, and just some things I kind of noticed because we left for the airport this morning at like 4 a.m. So we're standing in the, the Uber pool or whatever. And around four o'clock is when people are just now getting in. And ladies, let me just tell you guys, if you go out that night, please bring an extra pair of shoes or some socks. Because some of you hoes was out there barefooted outside in Las Vegas. I don't know if you know what Vegas is about, but you standing outside barefooted is one of the most disgusting things you could do. That is foul beyond comprehension. Bring an extra pair of shoes, please. Like you're walking around the casino with your with your bare feet out. It's just foul. It's just foul. You can't do that. And not to kind of uh bring it bring it to a a, a dark place, but, but uh the way Vegas is set up like the every hotel, the lobby is a is a casino. So there's like we were at a hotel, and then like right across the street there's another hotel across the street. Like there's like five hotels within like you know twenty feet of each other, but they're all open areas because they all have casinos in it. So we could you know you can gamble at your your hotel, or you can walk right out the door across the street to another hotel, gamble there. Go you can it's pretty much like uh, bar hopping or whatever. And honestly, one of the things I thought about was like, yo, what if someone rolls up in here with a gun and starts spraying the place up? Because no one would even think about it. No one's even paying attention. There's so many people just walking around to and fro from hotel to hotel, and you wouldn't even know it. And that's kind of what it's like living in America. But on the bright side, the uh, pilot that flew us from here to uh, uh, flew us out looks like a old Matt Ryan. I thought that was funny. I was trying to take a picture of him, but that's about all I so got. So it looks like he sucks, or like what? Uh, what is it? <laughs> I'm just, sorry, I just, just looked, I, I just had he, to take just, a shot. I'm sorry. He just looked like an old like if if you put that uh, the uh, face app thing on Matt Ryan, that's what our pilot looked like. And thankfully, nobody clapped when we landed. Like, don't do that. And shout out to the that idiots is that is. The idiot said, as soon as we land, they feel the need to stand in the middle of the aisle. Like, what are you standing for? You're not leaving. Sit down. What's, where are you going? You're just standing up for no reason. Look like a jerk. Clowns. They just, they just want to get the blood circulation back in their legs, I guess. So. Fuck all that. I don't know. Fuck all that. Yeah, fuck all that. And, and, yeah. and well, I was also going to say, like, kind of what we were talking about, I believe it was last week, talking about how, like, I have bad phone days or whatnot. Like, whenever, whenever I go out of town, I I delete social media off my phone, so I haven't been on the internet, or I, I've been on the internet, but I haven't been on Twitter or Instagram since Sunday. So today was my first day back on. I got a lot of tweets about Andrew Luck, so thank you guys. I was able to follow that. I, I went on ESPN.com. Thank you for updating me with that information. I got it. I don't need 17 people adding me about that, so I appreciate it. Uh, apparently I missed some goings on with the, but like, there's a, I guess there's a Twitter list going around. Apparently Nicki Minaj motherfucked Joe Budden to hell and back. 
So uh, I missed a few things, but hey, we're going to keep pushing forward. I'm going to get these tweets off. Yes, we need to get uh, Marcus Sniffles on the next year's uh, Twitter, best Twitter list, I guess. So that'd be kind of cool. Probably not going to happen, but you know. We can, we can, uh, we can make a, we can push the agenda. Matter of fact, I'm gonna try to see if we can get the lady who uh, made that list on the podcast. Maybe she'll, maybe Speak, she'll come. Speaking of like, existence. I, I, well, cause like even I know like right now lists are popping. So we're, we're going to this. Like I know there was the whole top rapper list that was kind of a thing for like 35 seconds on Twitter. But like, how do you like determine a list of 75 people on Twitter? Like, 75. like I rock with quite. Yeah, it's Twitter's top. It's her, uh, wow. Her at is at let me lick your dick. Uh, Twitter's <laughs> top you know 75. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> Nigga, we need to talk about your followers, bro. Like, come on, man. No, no, no. I don't, I don't I, follow I know her. it gets just... lonely out there, but come on, brother. Like, I thought no, you were I don't, a Christian I man. This, this is a Christian based yes, value podcast. No, but this is her Twitter. But I do follow. So shout out to shout out to Ebony QT. I follow her. She made twenty seven on the list. She's from Augusta. Gang, gang. Shout out to her. Holding down the city. Uh, Mr. Alexius, who we've had in the podcast, he made the list at number forty three. Um, who else do I know? Any of these other people? Oh, oh wow, number two at Big Booty Judy eight fourteen, who recently just celebrated a birthday. So happy birthday to you! And I don't know why you like. The thing is with Twitter, like I'd be joking with you or joking with her if you listed. Why you get mad? It's it's all jokes. Like we, we God bless you, Queen. God bless you, Queen. Happy belated birthday. But can, can you can you yeah. at me in it so I can see it? Yeah, yeah, I at you in it. But yeah, yeah, it's all it's all jokes. It's all love, Big Booty Judy. You you know what it is. But yeah, this uh, I don't know how you. Oh, yes, me and Frankie, I follow her. She made 56. Oh, yeah, she cool. Oh, shoot. How the fuck can the I make eight? the list? And that's, you know what? Dog, you don't tweet. Nigga, I have 20,000 tweets. Bro, that's that's light work, bro. That's that's nothing, dog. There's cats on here with like 200,000 tweets, dog. <laughs> like, 20, what are you talking 4, about? 400 tweets. You know what? I- I'm gonna work towards this. I- I'm gonna work. Oh shoot, the homie, uh, the homie Double A Walk. I follow him. He he made the list. Uh... So, well, back to my main point. Like, how do you like? How do you even determine like 75 people? Like, there's actually 76, but there's no 76 on here. But like, I wonder how much time it took her to like go through this. Like, how did? What were the what were the standards for this? Like, what was the? Uh... What was the metrics that she used to determine these people? Because I've never heard of, like, a lot of these people. And I guarantee you, like, all of them are black. It probably depends on, like, their content and what they're tweeting about. But the the thing that's hard about that is, like, how do you balance that? Yeah, hold on. I'm at y'all right now. I'm not going to get on because I'm taking a brief hiatus, but, you know. And and just just for context, I have 85,000 tweets, which is, that seems ridiculous. Like, what am I doing? That's what I'm saying, like, bro. Yeah, but are, oh, you somebody or are you retweeting? Because I know a lot of people have a lot of tweets that just retweet a lot of stuff, too. Mm, nah, man. I think those are tweets, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd be on Twitter all day. Well, how many for tweets no do reason. you got? I got at least 60,000. Or very close to 60,000. I got 59,000 <laughs> tweets. Okay, I'm a, I'm, my goal is to make it to fifty thousand tweets by the end of the year. Okay, well, 
So, so here's the thing with that. So, like, what does this list do for you, right? Like, are you in like a secret Twitter Illuminati now? Like, you get somebody gonna send you like a bag of money? Like, this this kind of feeds into the whole thing of like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I know like Mr. Alexius, he has like a he has like a, a brand he's pushing. He writes stories. That's good for him to get him some exposure. But like, outside of just being kind of noticed on Twitter, like, what does that really do for you? you know what I'm saying, like, I, I know people on Twitter into something possibly. I don't know. I mean, you can if you're doing something. If you're just out here just getting these tweets off, like, at the end of the day, I mean, what what does that really do? It's no shade. It's no it's no hate. I'd love to be on this list. I'd love to be on but, the uh, list, too, my, especially as a, a future author myself writing my sex book, that y'all should make sure you definitely check out the sex packet. I'll believe it when I see it. But, um, yeah. Right. Yeah, I I feel like my tweets are a bit too conservative to ever make it on the list like that. But you know, it is what it is. I know I'm, I know I'm lit in my little my little bubble that I have. Shout out to the people that rock me. But yeah, I just found that entry. Maybe I'm, I'm gonna hit her up and see what's good. But uh, I feel like during football yeah. season, once football season starts, I feel like I'm gonna get on a lot of people's radar. I'm I'm getting after it this season. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I might have. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to. I have to make. I'm about to make some moves because I'm about to sever some ties to get my Twitter back where I can act fool. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, all, all I know is uh, Colts Falcons play this year. It's it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a little. Some people are gonna be very confused when they see my tweets. They're like, "Wait a second! I thought you was a Falcons fan." Nah, nigga, yeah. I'm out here lurking, lurking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to shout out to Colts Nation. Shout out to Dirty Burn Nation Report. If you're a Falcons fan, check out that podcast. It comes out whenever it comes out. So yeah, I was about to say <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> Ain't no real robberies. Uh, you know, shout out to a uh, Jif Queen out there. Jif, not doing Jif, that. Jeff Jif Queen. Oh, I didn't even know she was still on Twitter. Honestly, shout out, shout out to Amber. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to what? Oh, yeah, shout Bella, Josh. Steve. Who else? Who else is on Falcons Twitter? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see Slim Bella no more. She got in there a couple um, times. She got in there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter is weird. Sometimes, I don't know. I feel like there's people I don't see that I usually talk to a lot, but shout out to all the Falcons fans. But anywho, let's tie it into Atlanta. I don't know if y'all listen to that new Thug, you know, that, that new Young Thug uh, project album, whatever it's called. No. Anybody check it out? Okay. No. No. Not because so, I didn't want to. I just, I just didn't get to it. So what I would say is that now anytime people hype things up on Twitter, I just, it must mean it's terrible. Not terrible, but I mean, I, I feel like the more people hype up stuff on Twitter, like late at night, then the more like kind of average it is, right? Because like anytime Future drops a project, it's like, oh, Future Hive and, you know, about to turn my mis misogyny up and all that shit. And I'm just be like, yeah, it's cool. But like the whole like, oh, you drop, when, when people tweet the whole, oh, future young thug whoever anybody has an album like less than 24 hours that comes out they deem it a classic I automatically determine that album is probably average at best which to future's me been kind of was future been average for a little while now for for about a few years like his stuff yeah. it's weird because like his stuff just doesn't be hitting the same and and what's crazy is like he was afraid that you know people would stop like you know, fucking with him when he stopped when he got off a of lean, 
So he didn't tell people that and he just started, you know, he just was basically pretending to still be on lean while not being on lean. And he was like, yeah, I didn't want to tell my fans I wasn't on lean because they thought they, they think my music was changing, but it's just like, now I think a lot of people heard the change in your music, even without you telling us that you were, you know, drug free or whatever, just because it's like, I don't know if he's not as motivated anymore. Maybe he's not as hungry as he was. I thought the, what was it? The, the Hendrix album, the one where he was singing a lot more, harmonizing all that stuff. I thought that was, uh, somewhat creative, but like his raps are just like, just like he's sleepwalking through his career right now. There's a song in there called Suck Mate Future and Future, and he's on there like woofing like a dog. He's like, uh, oof, uh, oof. I'm like, bro, what is this? Get this shit out of here. Talk. And literally, and literally, whenever people mention mumble rap, he's the he's the guy I think of. Like, I don't think of the Migos. I don't think of Lil Pump. I don't think of anybody else but Future because he's one of the few. Him and Young Thug, those are the two rappers that I that I have a hard time understanding when they're rapping. Well, but like, the thing I is, Young Thug, his stuff sounds good at times. It's he has an interesting voice and interesting way he uses his, mu- his voice as a an instrument of source. But yeah, out of nineteen tracks, I think I added two to my playlist, which was I think Ecstasy, and then a song with uh, J Cole called The London. It was pretty good. There might be one more that I thought that was pretty good, but I'm gonna try to listen to it again. But to me, it was just kind of. Eh. It's, it's nothing that I think a month from now anybody would be talking about. Just like, again, when Father of 444 came out. Oh, <laughs> Offset. Oh, it's lit. Oh, the, blah, blah, The blah, best blah, of blah. Amigos. The best one. He's finally dropping. <laughs> a week later, crickets. Like, I, I, people probably forgot that album even came out. Like that, And again, I know with Twitter, there's like a billion people on Twitter, so 30,000 is dropping the bucket. But I'm just like, y'all people are, you know what? I'm glad that they have their fan base. Shout, shout to you, Young Thug. I'm glad that your people rock with you like that, because I guess that's what it's all about, you know? But, yeah, well, don't, don't come in here and sell me dreams that the album is fire, and then I go waste an hour of my life listening to it. Like, this is this is what y'all call a classic. Like, where are y'all standards at, bro? Get it together. KJ, get your people together. Well, speaking speaking of overrated, not to not to jump off of the music thing, but while I was out in Vegas, I went to In-N-Out Burger. Bro, mm-hmm. the amount of people that hype that place up. Jesus H, man. That place is... Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say it's garbage. It's not trash. It's not bad. It's kind of good. But I went in there with the expectation of, like, this is going to be one of the best fast food restaurants I've ever been to. Not even... No. It's In-N-Out Burger is Sonic's. Okay, now you're being is. a tad bit disrespectful because Sonic's is not that good. Wait, is it, wait, 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 wait. So I'm Sonic's not, isn't good anymore. Back in, like... Maybe like the late 1990s, Sonics was kind of popping. Like you get it fresh, like you know, get you a good slushy. The fries are hot. Sonics well, yeah, was, yeah. was I, I, now it's kind of trash. I'm not gonna lie. I'm talking about the, the last time I went to Sonics, it was good. Like I, I, I haven't, I've never, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience at Sonics. So when I say In and Out Burger is Sonics, I mean it's average. Mm. It's an average. It's an average burger place, and the fries are terrible. Like the burger was fine. The shake was pretty good. Fries were booty. I mean, like, what Jeez. time of day did you go? Like, did you go early, late? Because you know, sometimes you get the. I went at lunchtime. Ooh, damn! In and out. I mean, so I, like, uh, West Coast like, people, uh, what's good? West Coast uh, crafty cakes. 
Y'all got it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. As soon as we're done with it, I'm going, I'm coming for Crafty Case next. Cause they gotta hold that L, man. Maybe she needs to hold that one for the West. I mean, oh, she to the homie. Well, wait, wait, wait. Is it really an L? Because it's like you said, it's not bad. It's just overhyped. Okay, but people, people made that seem like it was like the greatest. That like when when you tell people when you tell people from California or from the West Coast, like, hey, I'm coming out to the West. Where should I go eat at? In and Out Burger is one of the places they recommend. And I'm just like, there was a lot of good restaurants to eat out out there. And for you to recommend In and Out Burger. As one of those places, nah, bro. It can't be that. It well, can't be that. I think, well, let's let's stay on that because I think that's interesting. So I think a lot of uh, a lot of people's uh, perception of things or how you receive it is due to how you know people describe it. Like again, people hyped yes. up in and out, so you're expecting it to be like the greatest thing ever, and it's like, eh. So I think what we should do in our lives, I try to do this at some points, is like. Don't hype stuff up. Just be like, just be normal. Like, hey, I think you would like this. Don't give any other information. Let them make their own determination. Like, perfect example. Right. So, back back to the anime. So, my oh, homeboy, God. he's how telling me get, about, Wait, how did we get the anime? How did, what? Because this this is a perfect uh, correlation. Oh, so, he's God. telling about this anime that called Yu Yu Hakusho, which he's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest show ever. You need to go, you need to go check this out. I put my homies on. They love that they binge watch it. I'm like, all right, cool. I went online, I tried to order it, it was sold out. I'm like, oh shit, this shit must be pretty good. So eventually I got to watching it and it wasn't that good. <laughs> like I was like, bro, like you had me waste like a hundred episodes of my life on this. Like this shit was low key, like average, average at best. But I think a lot of it is because he hyped it up so much. I was like, I was expecting like the greatest shit of all time, but I get to it and it's, it's, it's all right. You know what I'm saying? So. Don't set your friends up for failure. Like, if it's something you think they'll generally like, just say, hey, go try this out. Don't put any bugs in their head that it's so good because it might not be that good to them. It might be great to you because you have terrible taste, but, you know, it might just be average to somebody else. So, you know, level people's expectations. Keep everything, you know, keep it pretty even. Keep it uh, low and even across the board so people aren't disappointed in life. So that's that's my that's my two cents on that. Yeah, I was kind of wishing an uh, an album that I wanted to listen to would have came out while I was off of Twitter, because like, so, like, like you said, you'll be on Twitter and people like uh, an album comes out at midnight and at you know twelve oh three, niggas is talking about oh this shit a classic, this shit the best thing I ever heard in my life, and you're just like okay, I'm going to bed, like I'm not, I can't do this, and then and then people well, get up and they they read those tweets and they're like oh this shit is trash, it ain't a classic, and it's just like all right guys, let's. It's not a classic and it's not trash. It's most of these albums are somewhere in the middle. And people it, it's you're not gonna get retweets by saying, Oh, this album was fine. You're not you're not people aren't gonna interact with you if you say that. Well, did you get a chance to listen to the uh Rick Ross Port of Miami too? I did. I did. Yeah, I meant it's to talk about good. that last week. So it's really good. I like really? it. I like hmm. it, yeah. It's okay. It's so, not. It's not like top tier Rick Ross, but I. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Rick Ross. I like his music, so I like Port of Miami too. Yeah. So, I guess after I listened to the uh, the Crown interview on Title, where they talked to Rick Ross about some things, I know he has a book coming out that I'm excited for. I think it comes out like September 3rd. I'm definitely gonna grab that. No, nope. it, it's one of those things where what? 
I ain't buying no book, book by Rick Ross. Yeah, no. Is he going to talk about correction officer stuff? Like, what the hell? Yeah, on. is he going to talk about his real life or are you going to talk about his made-up life? Well, he he touches on that a little bit, but I mean, it's okay. whatever. I mean, there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool music stories that are probably in this book, as far as like him meeting Kanye West way back in the day and things like that. Like, I'm sure there's yeah, some yeah. gems in the book. I'm I'm in, I'm like, interested in this. If he's talking about like music, I'm interested in that stuff. But don't go in it. If he's if he opens up this well, he, book he talking about like I was out here hustling and slinging, like no, nah, he, he said he started. <laughs> he said he picked like the best like. 10 scenes of his life so he's probably gonna go through his life from childhood to probably now but he said there's a lot of stuff that obviously he didn't talk about so but hearing that interview kind of changed my perception a little bit of the album because when i heard it i was like eh, it's cool i didn't really like how sequence like i feel like some of the songs could have been rearranged like him starting the album out with the act of fool was kind of confusing to me i was like bro like why are you starting this album out with this song and then going to turnpike Ike, which i think probably should have been the first song or even uh the song you did with nipsey hustle uh rich negro lifestyle i think you should let off with that you know what i'm saying something like that like it's just i feel like it could have been arranged a little better but that's 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 fair yeah and i'm gonna keep listening to it but i don't want to be the person that listens to an album and makes it good if that makes sense because you've listened to it so much but like with rather you than me like i knew that was i that was my favorite album that's probably my favorite album for the last shit two years since it came out like if i had to make a list of top albums i i've listened to since 2017 that's that's probably in the top five like when that dropped i knew that was it and i kind of feel you on this like Like it's a couple songs on it that i was like okay this is pretty cool but so far it was nothing really has caught my eye so far or caught my ear so yeah, I was like, so I, and he talked about maybe that music six, like the whole controversy with them leaving off, uh, push your tease first. Cause I guess he was sending some subs at Drake and he's cool with Wayne and he's cool with Drake. So he didn't want to do that. Obviously he has a single with Drake, well, uh, Gold Roses. Oh, you didn't hear about that whole controversy? Google well, it. I, yeah. It was, no, it was, I, I heard that he was trying to, he, he went to push it and Wayne trying to get them together on the song. To like, you know, try to get them to hash it out, but I didn't know on the verse that he was throwing shots at, at Drake. I didn't know that. I, I, uh, haven't, uh, I haven't heard Pusha T's verse yet. Oh yeah, go look it up on the Twitters. Yeah, so uh, allegedly that's why he took off. He didn't. He didn't want to have any beef. He's like, yo, we trying to get this money, and he has a world where he envisions one day there being a song with Kanye West, Pusha T, and Drake, produced by Rick Ross or executively p- produced by Rick Ross. Which is a cool thought, even though Kanye West has been canceled and Drake is a uh, terrible father and Pusha T is uh, just out here being the wild coke dealer. But I'm here for it. I'd, I'd like to hear that. I think it'd be a cool sound. But it's it's one of those things where I don't know if Port of Miami 2 is a top five Rick Ross album to me. I'm going to have to work on that list. So if you're listening and you have your top five Rick Ross album list ready, let me know at uh, SB Report 706. I'd like to chop that up with you. So, but... Yeah, I don't. It's yeah, cool album. Yeah. I don't I like don't the vibe so. too much. Yeah, I don't, like because I obviously, 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 rather you than me is better. Um, Mastermind, Thriller, God forgives I don't. Thriller, I mean, Port of Miami one might be better. I was listening to it the other Maybe. day. I was listening to it the other day. I was listening to it the other day. I was like, uh, hustling, hustling. Oof. <laughs> I'm just saying, dog. Like, better yeah, off uh, Teflon. I don't you got hustling. Yeah. Push it to the limit. Um, 
I like I'm bad a lot. I like blow blows like my favorite song on that album. Um, I like that White House. Just the vibe. I like that White House on it. Yeah, I'd say Trilla's better, Deeper Than Raps better, Teflon Don's better. I didn't really like Hood Billionaire just because it sounded like a mixtape. Um, yeah, but somebody yeah, did but- bring up somebody did bring up a. Uh, mixtape that uh, Mr. Savage put me on the Albert Anastasia. That shit is so fire. Dog. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> hey, that white sand. That shit. That shit's so hard. Dog. I need. I need to find an app. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But they were just trying to be like, oh yeah, you know, we only really really need a top four because Port of Miami twos in the top five. I'm like, dog, get off his nuts. I get it. He's your guest, but the shit just came out, man. <laughs> like, think about this list. I don't think you're really thinking about how how good or not good this album is. But what I will say is I'll I keep the same energy myself. I'll give it time. I'll probably you know listen to a couple more times and run it back, and then uh, make my determination. But as of right now, it's not in my top five. So yeah, I, th- I think I have to listen to it in the context of all his other albums. But I, I know the songs that like stand out to me on Port of Miami Two are the songs that have features on it. Like apparently Rick Ross is the only one keeping Dej Loaf in. Uh, and in, in, in employed out here because I only hear her with, with Rick Ross, mm-hmm. but I, I love that he put a um, Denzel Curry on on a on a song. I wish you would have put Denzel Curry on like a single, like on a song that's gonna get played yeah. a lot. Like that, that's like a B side track that you know you're gonna you're, you're not gonna hear that song out in the club because I I like I, I've said this before and I, I thought it was a great look that uh, Rick Ross got on Denzel Curry's last album Zoo and got on like a pretty good song with him. And so I like I I feel like Denzel Curry along with like uh who like uh YBN uh what's that dude's name YB damn I'm drawing a blank yeah that kid there's a lot of young rappers I think are going to be very good within the next like five to ten years and I think Denzel Curry is going to be one of them but I wish he would have been able to get on a uh, on a single with a, a bigger name rapper at least to to get his name out there. So are there are there still even singles? Because like I know on. Like for radio standards, right? Because like anytime I see a single, quote unquote single, is on title. Like, hey, they released this single, like the whole Gold Roses and Big Time or whatever. But like, are they playing those songs on the radio? Like, I don't know because I don't listen to the radio. So, like, are singles being redefined? I guess. Or I think singles are more about what are they playing in the clubs. Like, I think the only the only artists that are not playing Gold Roses in the club. No, no, no. Not what I was gonna say is like the only people that really like release single singles, like in the sense of like, hey, this is a big song we're like promoting it for for anything or just getting our name keeping our name out there our artists like uh drake uh cardi b uh Nicki minaj like artists like that where they're like the more popular artists put out singles i feel like for other artists like if you're like a kendrick or, or rick ross j cole i think what people should start doing and i think jay-z said this he was saying like hey just put the entire project out there all together just put it all out there and the people will determine what the single is and then you go from there i think that's the best especially in the internet age and the streaming age you put the whole project out there what song are people gravitating towards what song is getting the most streams plays downloads once you determine that then you push that song and it, it, i think it's it, i think it's it's more inter- it's more fan friendly cuz like uh i mean i guess looking at the track list Act the Fool is a is a solid. It sounds like a single, but if Rick Ross would have just put this album out in its entirety, 
I think the song that would have got a lot of spins is obviously the one with Nipsey Hussle. So you make that the single and push that song. Yeah, I, like I said, I probably might have would have led the album with that, but um, yeah. Well, so I know with Big Time, it was there's a lot of buzz around that because it had uh, it was just Blaze production. You had Swiss Beats talking on the track, but I know when it came out, I, I added a uh, Freddie Beats from Reduce Lunch podcast. And I was asking him what he thought about the track, and I was like, I kind of, kind of expected more from that track with the uh, Rick Ross and Just Blaze. Like, it's a great track, but I don't know. I feel like, and this might be blasphemous to say, but it feels like it's a, a throwaway Just Blaze track. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, like, I, I've heard me. <laughs> I've heard some of the filthiness, and we've all heard the filthiness that Just Blaze can produce, and that just. It doesn't seem like it was it was that. I'm not saying it's not a great track, but like uh go listen to uh Good Kid Mad City, the track Compton he did, that track is filthy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's kinda what I want to hear. Something nasty like that, but and I know it's a different vibe because it's a West Coast sound, but <sighs> And that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy saying that about Rick Ross, who's like one of those rappers who was known for having like top notch production. Like at the very at bare minimum, he has great beats, great production, and I mean, I don't know, man. He's been in the game a long time. Maybe, he's, maybe he's, I don't want to say he's lost a step, or maybe his ear is gone, or something. But I don't well, know. I, I I think he's becoming a caricature of that that uh, a character caricature of that uh, whole thing being put on him because he even mentioned that in the interview like oh you know I have a great ear for beats like I think that he's heard it so much now that's like his thing his stick that like hey Rick Ross is great at picking beats just like how Nas is terrible at picking beats and that, that Nas album wasn't bad it wasn't super bad like there were, some, there were some bad tracks but it was cool but yeah I don't know compared to Rather You Than Me it and, and again it, it's hard when you're comparing a great artists to themselves just like a lot of people get into it with like Kanye West comparing like Jesus saying it's trash compared to like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like again if you compare it to yourself you could make an argument that it's not great but when you look at other outside comparisons there's different discussions to be had but yeah, yeah I, that's I what know. makes it hard that, that's what makes it hard for it's hard to talk about like legends and greats like that cuz you're you're literally comparing them either to themselves, like when you're talking about Kanye West, you're comparing him to himself because he's like the greatest producer ever. When you talk about someone like LeBron James, you're not comparing him to any of his contemporaries. You're comparing him to Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not we're not comparing Rick Ross when it comes to his his ear. We're not comparing him to anybody else. We're talking. We're comparing him against the stuff that he's already done, which is classic stuff, which is like the best rapper at picking beats probably ever. And it's hard to live up to that like time after time. Yeah. So and I think another thing is like, maybe I think one of the things the rappers probably should get out of doing or stop doing, is just like rehashing old titles, right? Like I think if he changes the title from Port of Miami two to something else, I think a lot of things change. Like, again, that gives people a lot of, uh, preconceived notions like oh shoot the sport of miami 2 is finna be lit but just just name it something else do something different man because it's from where he from where he was at with port of miami 1 to where he's at now port of miami 2 it's two completely different people and two completely different sounds like 
you could argue there were more, I guess, Miami sounding tracks on rather you than me than this album. Like literally the only song that sounds really, you know, South Florida Miami ish is uh the first one, Act Fool. Cause he said he he led this the CD off with that because uh Gunplay liked that song so much. Hmm. But like, yeah, it didn't really have that, you know, South Florida feel. You know what I'm saying? Like don't and again it's good promotion using that that name recognition, but that again creates the idea that this is something that it's not. Which again, people are already saying it's top five when I I don't believe at this point that it is. So Yeah, yeah I kinda I kinda wanna go back and listen to Port of like the original Port of Miami and kind of see kind of see if it feels like a sequel. Cause like you listen to it doesn't like you, you you listen to like the blueprint and then the blueprint too, it kinda sounds like a sequel because the production's somewhat the same and then and and to be fair to, to Rick Ross, like the amount of time that has passed between uh Port of Miami one Port of Miami came out in 2006. This album came out in 2019. That's over 10 years. So it's going to be hard for it to sound like a sequel and for it to kind of be on that level. But I mean, that's where you, that's, you run a risk of people doing that when you, you know, name your album after a previous album. Like when you yeah. make it a sequel, just call it something else. Yeah. I, I fully took a step back with this one. I'm not going to lie. Cause I like How? if you go through if you go through rather you than me like every track is a banger pretty much like so you got Apple My Eye Santorini Grease Idols Become Rivals Trap 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 Miami Sounding Song a little bit Dead Presidents She's on My Dick another type of Miami you know system song I think she liked me Powers That Be Game Ain't Based on Sympathy Scientology Lamborghini Doors, Triple Platinum, Maybach Music 5, Summer 17, another Miami-ish sounding song. Like, there's there's a very high batting percentage on, on uh, Rather You Than Me, as opposed to Port of Miami to me at this moment, which is subject to change, but I, I don't think my opinion is going to change on, on those two. Like, I think he took a step back on this one. Hey, that's what happens when you uh, when you set the bar yep. that high. You gotta, you gotta constantly reach it. You gotta constantly stay at that level. Yeah. So it is what it is. But mo moving on. So I know Marcus was off of social media for a week, but before we get into that, I know I was talking about this book I was reading called Power of Agency, and just want to give you a quick tip that I'm using from it. And it's pretty much talking about taking control of your design and your living space. So part of your agency is your. Uh, just kind of your overall well-being, right? So it's talking about like where you live at and, you know, your area. So it says you don't have to spend thousand dollars to gain meaningful impact from changing your living space. Start small. Clutter has a negative impact on your thinking and productivity. So consider uncluttering your spaces first, lower distractibility and improve organization. Screens and devices should not be in bedrooms or places you want to encourage relaxation and meditative calm stress. So past the phone part, which kind of ties in what Marcus is going to talk about, like, this is one thing that I've picked up on is like, like, I'm, I'm not like super messy, but I'm not like super tidy, but I really have stepped up being tidy. Cause I do feel a lot better now. Like when I come into my room, my area and things are like organized, like not like OCD organized, but stuff is put away. Like, you know, I have shoes everywhere. Like my shoes are lined up, you know what I'm saying? Like beds made, you know. Things are just everywhere, trash is everywhere, like stuff is put together and it makes me feel a lot more kind of relaxed and kind of focused. So 
definitely try that in your own area. You know, I don't know if you have a man cave or your own personal space, but, you know, try making your bed, try, you know, organizing your shoes or having your stuff neatly put away all the time or for the most part. And I think it'll it'll help you feel a little better as far as like how you're living. So that's my quick uh, agency tip of the week. So let me know if you try that at SB Report 706. Word. Yeah, I mean, I was off Twitter this week, so like uh I didn't really see a lot of the mess that was going on. Like there's always something and I'm sure whatever the big thing that was going on, you know, this past week was big a big deal on Twitter, but I'm sure that time has passed. It's not that big a deal anymore. And I don't know, like even just what you were saying as far as like uh protecting your agency and like mental mental health and all that that stuff. Like there there's certain things that I like to do that kind of like relax me to kind of unclutter my brain and unclutter my mind and, and helps me to get off of the internet, get off of Twitter and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of weird, but like, I literally, I love to wash the dishes at my house because like when I'm washing dishes, I can't get on my phone because my hands are wet and I'm washing dishes. So I I use that as a time to just be like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm like, I usually put some music on and I just, I wash all the dishes. I put the dishes away. I wipe down the counters. I do all that stuff. And that gives me like a, you know, 30, 30 minute window where I can just kind of clear my head, you know, kind of refocus and, and relax and reset. And that, and that's something that I do when it comes to, to that kind of stuff. But like I said, just being off Twitter, like it was hard the first two days because I feel like for, for people our age, like, this is this is our news source, you know, like because I don't I don't really watch the news. So as far as like being informed on things, Twitter is where I go to. And like I didn't I didn't find out about the Jay Z thing until I turned on ESPN. Like I had to find that out on TV like a common person. I was like, wait a second, is this how regular people do things? So, I mean, yeah, I think it's good to to get off Twitter every now and again, just kind of uh, disconnect be unavailable for a little bit. Yeah, definitely check out last week's episode titles unavailable on a SoundCloud and drop a review oh, or a comment. Hey. But even like as far as organization uh, real quick before uh, Mr. Savage speaks, like even digitally, like I did digital organization this weekend. Like for example, like whenever I'm walking around, like, Oh shit. <laughs> I actually did that, that too. I, I, del- I deleted a bunch of like, random pictures off my phone like pictures that meant yeah, yeah. literally nothing I, it, it took me a little while but i did it and like my my phone has a little bit more space on it yeah i, I literally had like no space i have like three thousand photos on my phone but most of them are all memes though like yes it's ridiculous <laughs> i have, I have, I have so many memes but I have, also I, even I have like, more memes and pictures of my kids on my phone Pray for Marcus. But even <laughs> as far as like when I'm walking around doing stuff, I listen to the title, I listen to like music and like another thing in there in the book, it talks about, um, I guess, uh, being indecisive, right? Like getting out your phone to do something and then end up doing something completely different, right? So like on my phone, I have like 36 playlists that I don't listen to. So when I go to listen to music, instead of like playing something and go and do what I was going to do or go where I was going to go. I'm spending like five minutes trying to find the right playlist or the right song. So I went through, I'm like, Hey, do I use this playlist? Delete. Do I use this playlist? Nope. Delete. Do I use this playlist? Nope. Delete. 
And then I took like all the songs, the good songs from all my playlists scattered around, just put it on my my big playlist, like my shuffle. So now whenever I want to throw my headphones on, I don't need to search through what playlist, what vibe I'm in. I just hit shuffle because all the songs I like are in that one thing. And I'm not wasting time on my phone. I just hit play and go go about my business. I go to the gym and do what I got to do. So that's another uh, tip you can use as well. I did that too. I deleted like three playlists. Like I'd started them and then I'd never finished it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's play- cool. A lot of those playlists had like three songs and I'm like, damn, I never finished this and I'm not going to. So I'm just deleted. Yeah, I, I think one day I'm going to sit down and like really work some of my playlists. But yeah, I- I'll start them and don't finish them. Like right now I'm down to one, two, three, four, five, six, damn, seven, eight, nine. God damn. I still have like 12 playlists. Oh, I, got they're, they're play- I got hella playlists. They're legit though. So, but yeah. Declutterize your uh, digital space as well as your physical space. Like Savage, it. are you are you organized or what's up? Uh, no, I'm uh, very unorganized. Yeah, you probably got chicken bones laying around your room and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they don't call it a man cave for nothing. Okay, so and anybody got any hot takes on the Jay Z thing? Like, I haven't, I haven't read up about it. So literally, my stuff is just hot takes. But I would say, give it time. Like. Don't call a man a sellout after one day, you know. Eric Reed was yeah. kind of going at Jamil Hill on Twitter, and people were like, I don't know if they got to the point of canceling Jay-Z, but, like, I saw somebody make an interesting quote on Twitter. It's like, y'all didn't cancel Papa John's. Like, nothing gets canceled. We, we've talked about this a zillion times this podcast. Nothing gets canceled. Like, stop being mad on Twitter for retweets. Like, stop the fake outrage. Stop the selective morality. Just keep it moving. Nobody's not listening to the blueprint, so and you're not gonna stop watching football. So exactly, well, it is what it I was is. Gonna, I was gonna say, like, if we we gotta look at the big picture here, I guess. Like, what has Jay Z been doing the last like five years? Maybe like at the most five years when it comes to like social justice and activism. Like, how many? Like, he's been bailing out like Black Lives Matters protesters. He's been putting money on their books. He helped. Meek Mill got out of jail. He's done a lot of stuff. He's been, uh, what else? He did something else. Um, he helped like Lil Wayne with his taxes or something. Like he's been helping people out in the community, putting, putting his money behind it, behind good causes. And for people to be upset at him because he's working with the NFL kind of seems a little bit of like, okay, so we're just going to ignore everything else that he did. All the, all the other work that he did doesn't matter. I feel like at this point, Jay-Z has earned like the benefit of the doubt. Like if Kanye West did this, I could see people like, okay, Kanye, you ain't really done the work out here. Like Jay-Z has put in the work. He's done the things that you would ask for from someone in his position from our culture to, you know, when it comes to helping out and being, uh, uh, uh proactive, I guess. And I can also see the other side of it. I can see the other side of things. Or if you're just like, if you're, if you're one of the few people out here that's still like, you know what? I'm not watching the NFL. I'm not supporting the NFL, whatever, whatever. I can see where you're just like, okay, well, they're just going to, they're going to use Jay-Z as a pawn. Because like you said, people ain't, people ain't canceling Jay-Z. They're not canceling Beyonce's husband. Like niggas is not going to stop listening to Hard Knock Life. You know what I'm saying? 
So if you're the NFL and people are just like, well, you don't care about black people. You don't care about young black people. There, there's a racial problem in, in NFL circles when it comes to hiring coaches and, and coordinators and GMs and owners. Oh, well, well Jay Z works with us. Jay Z's cool with it. So talk to Jay about it. Like he, I don't want, I don't want Jay to be used as a pawn in that way. You know, like where the NFL could just hold him up as some sort of meat shield for the mob when you know they start asking questions where it's like oh we'll we'll go talk to jay-z he's on the payroll so i i see both sides of it and and like you said i I think we just gotta we gotta give it a little bit of time to kind of see what all happens what what uh what the results are because like if this ends up if at the end of the day jay-z ends up being like a majority owner of an nfl team like how are we feeling about it we probably feel a little bit better about that because he'd be the first black owner of an NFL team. So I think it just we we just gotta wait. I mean, get your high takes off, but we'll see what happens with like a within a year. And I know a year is like a decade in Twitter in Twitter time, but I mean, we gotta mm-hmm. wait and see. I have no takes on it. Um, I've been That's off great. of Twitter. <laughs> I've been off Twitter for four days. I don't know great. what's going on. Great, great job. Okay, well, it looks like we've uh, reached the uh, end of our podcast because <laughs> nobody. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I was going to say that. Just <laughs> get your life together. Well, at least I showed up. For the show. Someone should, didn't just... even show up. Mm. Wow! Wow! Yeah, Shots wow. fired. Sheesh. Just to just to add add on to that, I think it is it's still a bad look that uh, Kaepernick isn't in the NFL. I don't know if he has a bad agent or what, because like at some point, someone's got to they got to do something. Like the NFL does need to answer for that at the very least, because if you look at the you look at the teams with quarterbacks now, I don't think there's a I honestly I don't think there's a single NFL team right now that can look at their current starter and say, you know what? We're getting rid of you for a guy that hasn't played in three years. I don't think there's a single NFL team right now that can justify doing that. I do think a team can justify bringing him in as a backup to compete. I'll give him that. But I mean, at some point they, they, they have to answer for this at some point. Like it just, what they did with the the settlement thing. Well, let me, let me say this. Would you rather have, Eli Manning or Colin Kaepernick? Well, here's the thing: they have Daniel Jones. They spent they like they they've got their backup. They're good. They got a backup plan for Eli. They got Daniel Jones, so they they they've taken a step in to be like, all right, Eli's not the future, so we got a guy. So if you're the Giants, you can't justify like right bringing now. you can't justify bringing Kaepernick in there because you spent a top ten pick on a quarterback. That's bad. You can't do it. That's so. For a guy that, okay, for a guy that hasn't played for three years, no, you can't just no, bring that guy in. All right, and, and that's Fair that's the tough part. Like, and and here's uh, uh, something that I did see real quick. Um, at some point, Kaepernick's got to say something. He's got to put his voice on some of this stuff because we we don't know what he wants, and there's people kind of looking to him for some sort of like leadership or whatnot and direction and. He hasn't said anything about anything really. Like, when's the last time he's like, he needs to sit down and talk to like, e- I don't know, talk to Nessa, talk to Ebro, talk to somebody. What's been going on? Has any team called you? 
what are your what's your stance on kneeling still what it like even to promote your 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 charities or foundation the work you're doing maybe he's working on this huge documentary or something i don't know but i feel like he does need to come out and, and put his voice to some of this stuff facts well we'll see what happens y'all got any shout outs um shout out to the bookies out there man they out there shit i ain't got no shout out this week shout this out week to i mean uh shout out to everybody that's listening shout out to the uh i've reached out to maybe five or six people they've given us some good reviews leave reviews instead of just telling me what you feel um but definitely appreciate the people that uh are listening to us on the low ski um as always shit i don't know Thank y'all very much for having me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you listen on SoundCloud, drop a comment. Uh, you can add us on Twitter at Marks underscore Sniffles. You can add me at South SB Report 706 and AC3 Savage, yeah. I think, on Twitter. Yeah, or if you want to email me anonymously or whatever, email us at Augusta Workflow 706. And literally nobody has ever emailed us, so... How about you be the first this weekend? Send me an email. Let me know how you're doing. It's a judge-free zone, you know? Maybe if you got something you talk about or anything you want to talk about, let us know. Uh, so, again, I know there was a lot of fake outrage. Let me wrap this up a couple weeks ago about uh, female rappers. Go check out Young Baby Tate from Atlanta, Georgia. She's 20, 22 or 23. Go check her out. Uh, her favorite, My favorite song by her right now is uh, Freaky Girls. I'd love to hear a remix with Gucci Man on there or Ludacris. So, Young Baby Tate. And also, go watch Bizarre Adventures of JoJo. Gang, we out. It's Committee Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the thekidsworkgrounds.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidsworkgrounds.com. We've got a plethora of content for you articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidsworkcrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog.